listening to The Martial Brain, the podcast that explores the intersection between the martial arts, science, critical thinking, skepticism, and that wacky organ that floats inside our skulls in a pool of cerebral spinal fluid, making life unpredictably inspiring, infuriating, and sometimes just batshit crazy. I'm Jeff Westfall for The Martial Brain. The Master Meets the Skeptic, Part 2. Last time, I began for you a satirical portrayal of a day in the life of a man who believes that he can manipulate the pseudo-energy known as chi well enough to perform amazing feats and defeat opponents. He is skilled enough at the requisite tricks that he has convinced enough people to become his students and support his martial arts temple and help him perform his demonstrations. In the last episode, we followed him from his home to an outlet mall where he has just finished a demonstration of his purported abilities. During the demonstration, he noticed a few people in the audience that he suspected were skeptics based on the fact that they did not react with enthusiastic credulity to his demonstration. At the end of last week's episode, the skeptics approached him after the demonstration was concluded. We pick up our story there. The first voice you hear will be that of the Chi Master himself, Leo Queso. My demonstration was complete. Once more, I experienced the warm glow that I always felt after sharing my gifts with the common people. After my students and disciples had cleaned up the area and I was preparing to leave, I looked up to see that the skeptics, a fit-looking middle-aged man and a young adult couple, had approached me. The older man smiled and extended his hand for me to shake. Despite their rude failure to show respect for my abilities, I decided to show that I was the better man and shake his hand. I remembered to smile in order to show that their negativity didn't rattle me. Hi, I'm R.G. Swirrell. It's good to meet you, Mr. Queso, he said. How can I help you? I offered. I was wondering if you could spare a few minutes to chat, he replied. What cool game was he playing? I decided to play along and maintain the pretense of civility. Well, if you can keep it brief. Sure. First, let me say that I really enjoyed your demonstration. You are a truly gifted performer. I'm not sure I would use those exact words. He interrupted me. I'm a professor of sociology. My specialty is the intersection of the cultures around paranormal claims and the cultures of the various disciplines of the martial arts. Paranormal claims, I interjected, taking offense at his choice of words. My abilities are hardly claims. They are facts. Just who does this skeptic think he is? Talking to me like that. Well, of course, you're entitled to your opinion, he said. Opinion? I began to give him a piece of my mind until he interrupted. Wait, wait. It's not my intention to make you angry or to otherwise cause trouble. 
Let's agree that we disagree about the nature of your performance. Well... Please, let me reiterate that I'm not here to cause trouble. My reason for being here today is strictly professional. You see, I'm conducting a survey of martial artists who practice the arts that make use of the purported force sometimes referred to as internal energy, chi, or ki. Most especially those like yourself who claim to be able to extend this energy and use it beyond the range of touch. I'd like to ask you a few questions if you don't mind. I will never reveal your identity or your answers to anyone, and I will sign a non-disclosure agreement to back that up. Why would I need a non-disclosure agreement? I have nothing to hide. I didn't mean to imply that you did. It's a standard offer that I make to everyone who I survey in order to make them comfortable with answering my questions. May I ask them of you? Must remember to smile serenely. Show no fear. I don't have much time. I promise I'll be brief. The first question is, if you could put your mission statement into words, what would you say? Oh, it's really very simple. I want to share the truths that I've come to understand with the rest of humanity. Is that why you opened your martial arts academy? Not academy. Temple. Of course. Well, yes, that's why I opened it. Why else? Many people open up martial arts schools strictly as a business. Well, as for myself, I'm not on some sort of commercial venture. I am in pursuit of a higher calling. Fair enough. Next question. Do you believe that the power you claim to use is real? What did he say? Did this arrogant prick really just ask me that? Of course my abilities are real. Yeah, you already said so, but I'm trying to be scientifically meticulous and ask the same questions in the same order with each person. Thanks. Let's go to the next question. Wait, I interrupted. Has anyone ever actually answered no to that question? Sure. Why on earth would anyone do that? Humans have been known for centuries to use the claim of paranormal abilities in order to gain power, money, and influence. Or sometimes just to get out of work. Maybe they like driving a nice car like you've got. Or they use it to attract romantic partners. He then pointed to several young ladies, a few of whom were my students, and some who were merely what you might call groupies, watching and giggling nearby, waiting for me to finish. <laughs> the skeptic is right. For once, the babes crawl all over each other to be with a man of real power. Mm, mm, mm. Matthew McConaughey was right. I get older, they stay the same age. Wait. Don't let this creature of science distract you with the seductive allure of female flesh. Stay focused and strong. All right. Let's get this over with. What's your next question? Has anyone ever challenged you to demonstrate your abilities on them? Of course, many times. Did you accommodate any of those challengers? Certainly not. I will not sully my abilities by engaging in matches against brawlers. How would that be different from your performance today? My demonstration today 
was done with my disciples. They are people on a path towards spiritual purity. Demonstrating my art on them does not dirty it. A skeptic might say that you avoid challenges because you worry that your powers are not real. My next question is, what would you say to those skeptics? Oh, please, don't be coy. I'm sure you already know the answer before I speak it. It's a well-known fact that skeptics and unbelievers are so full of the closed-mindedness of their viewpoint that they emit powerful fields of negative energy. Energy that distorts and disrupts the link between the psychic and spiritual worlds and masters of the energies of those worlds, like myself. Skeptics unwittingly act as kryptonite to my powers. The hell of it is that their damned negativity closes their minds to believing or even understanding that they are having this deleterious effect. So you're saying that you would be helpless in a fight against a skeptic? What a moron. What a pathetic loser. He probably eats GMO food and doesn't believe in Gaia, the Earth Mother. I see you know little of how my powers work. In a real fight, the strong emotions like anger and fear strip away the negativity of skepticism, making the skeptic just as vulnerable to my powers as anyone else. He doesn't understand the joy I feel in allowing universal love to flow through me and give me power. Asshole. Okay, next question. Do you subscribe to any other forms of paranormal belief, like ghosts, Bigfoot, or UFOs? Another silly question. Of course, what you call ghosts, the immortal spirits of living things, live on after their physical deaths. As for UFOs, I have no opinion one way or the other. But those Bigfoot people are just plain crazy. Okay, that's all my questions. I really want to thank you for your time. He offered his hand again. I took it, bracing myself against the waves of negativity. Now it was my turn. All right, now I have a question for you. Okay, sure. What happened to you to make you like this? Was it the science? I could tell that my question had caught him by surprise. He seemed stunned, but then appeared to gather himself before replying. Well, I'm afraid that there are so many assumptions in that question that neither of us would have sufficient time for me to begin to unpack them. What pretentious gobbledygook! A word of advice, then. If you continue to rely on the weak props of skepticism, critical thinking, and rationality, you will never have the courage necessary to make the leap of faith to the true power that a life in tune with the energies of the cosmos can bring. Well, suffice it to say that that's a risk I'm willing to take. Thanks again for your time. And with that, he collected his confederates and left my presence. Poor deluded fool. A victim of his own closed mind. And one more defeated opponent in the battle of the forces of light against those of darkness.
I hope you enjoyed this poor attempt at a satirical depiction of a self-deluded master of chi. Just a few notes before I close. In episode number 64 of this podcast series entitled Stupid Chi Tricks Revealed, I explained in detail how the trick called the unliftable man described with such modesty by Mr. Queso in part one is done. After hearing the description of the various energy tricks performed in my little satirical drama, or if you have actually seen video of a real-life chi master doing something similar, you might just be asking the questions that should occur to any rational person. Why would anyone fall for such ridiculous claims and demonstrations? Well, there's a subset of the human race that really wants magic to be real and will perform outrageous mental gymnastics of self-delusion and rationalization in order to bolster that belief. If your next question is in regard to the people who follow such a person as students or disciples, it's my belief that they fall into two groups. The first group truly believes in the purported magic behind the tricks. Their mental gymnastics of self-delusion and pious fraud are even more impressive. The second group realizes that the magic is not real, but cynically recognizes the perks inherent in fooling the public in this way, and are each biding their time until they have developed their martial con artist skills sufficiently so that they themselves can become the master. Anyway, that's what I think. But I could be wrong. Let me know what you think. And check out old episodes of the Martial Brain Podcast at my website, rpmartialarts.com. I'm Jeff Westfall for the Martial Brain. The Martial Brain is produced by Raging Squirrel Productions in association with the Rising Phoenix Martial Arts Academy. If you like the podcast and would like to help it grow, Go to iTunes or Stitcher and give it an honest rating and review. Contact me with questions about the Marshall Brain or about the Rising Phoenix Academy at my website, rpmartialarts.com. <laughs> <laughs>